This is a podcast from Tbilisi International Christian Fellowship, a gathering of many nations who are one in Christ. This sermon is from our series on Paul's second letter to Corinthians called Power in Weakness. I want to share with you a brief meditation today on the very last verse of Paul's second letter to the, to the Corinthians. Listen to the word of God. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I think believing that God really loves us, that he really loves us, I don't know. Some of us perhaps have no problem at all believing that and accepting that and embracing that. You're of a cheerful disposition. You have a special grace from God and you just go through life under the sunshine of the love of God without interruption. You are a very blessed person. I think for a lot of us, we really struggle to believe continuously that we are loved by God. I don't know about you, but for myself, I feel like Really believing that God loves me takes more faith than, than raising the dead. We've been, we started meditating last week on this verse, this threefold blessing from the triune God. And we took a few minutes last week to meditate on the grace that we have through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I feel like I can work up the faith to accept grace through Jesus I can convince myself that he died on the cross for my sins, that he stood in my place, that my shame and my guilt and my condemnation have been taken away, and that God, for the sake of Jesus, accepts me, accepts, accepts me somewhat reluctantly and with a sense of irritation and disappointment. But Jesus died, so God is somehow forced to, to take me on. It's a lot harder to believe that God knows my name, that he's known me from my mother's womb, that he looks over me and delights in me, that he feels pleasure when my face comes before his mind as it always is, and that God actually rejoices over me with singing. And that's true of all of us today. Quickly, as we forget it, that God actually rejoices us over us with singing, that he delights in us, and that there's joy in the heart of God when he looks, when he's looking right now on his sons and daughters. There's pleasure arising in the heart of God as he beholds his children. But somehow that's so hard for us to believe, isn't it? And we get into so much trouble when our hearts are far from the love of God and we have a hard time accepting and embracing that love and we find ourselves going and looking for that love and affirmation and delight in all kinds of unhealthy places and in all kinds of unhealthy ways. And man, trying to live the Christian life without knowing that God loves you, it's a pretty grim business. It's hard to believe that anyone could sustain a lifetime of following Jesus without really being sure that they're loved by their Heavenly Father. And I believe that's why Satan relentlessly tries to undermine our confidence in the love of God. 
And he is constantly seeking to weaken our faith, to raise up obstacles in our hearts and minds, to make us refuse what God holds out to us in Christ, his full fatherly love and affection. In the very short little book of Jude, a fiery little book, at the end of that one chapter letter, the Apostle Jude exhorts us to keep ourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. As if the whole Christian life could be boiled down to this one single instruction. If you keep yourself in this place, not a place of like getting into a place where God loves you because he already does, but holding yourself in that place to open your hands and to receive and to receive and to receive and not to wander from that position of joy, joyful reception of the love of God, but simply to stay there under the waterfall of God's love. If you could somehow hold yourself in that position, and why couldn't we by the Holy Spirit, then every other issue in our life of following Jesus would be dealt with. If our hearts were full with the love of God, we'd no longer feel any temptation to sin, any temptation to wander from Jesus. We'd be fully assured of the love of God and safe in his arms. And Paul tells us in Romans that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Your Heavenly Father wants you to experience his love. And he wants you to have that experience without interruption and without shadow, without wandering. God wants us to experience his love. So my invitation to you, and I think God's invitation to you today, is every day, before you start anything else, stand under the love of God. Open yourself up in faith. And pray, God, show me your love. Convince me deep in my heart that you love me through Christ. Pour your spirit out in me so that I can soak in your amazing love. Amen. Let me pray, and then we're going to take some time to pray together. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your love, that you call us Father, and that you embrace us not with reluctance or disappointment or irritation, you delight in us, O Lord. And many of us, most of us perhaps, have great difficulty in believing that. So we pray that you would pour out your spirit, pour out the spirit of your Son, that we might know that you love us with the same love with which you love your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. This podcast was from Tbilisi International Christian Fellowship. Learn more about us online at ticf-georgia.org. Thanks for listening.